I know you're very familiar. I know you're very familiar. Um, cuz I know you're very familiar as well. Bonnie, are you familiar with who that was? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, no. Nah. What was that? What was that? Hector Lavo? Uh, no, nah, it wasn't Hector. You're getting close. Uh, mm. Mm. And this, 
It's Omega. Omega. Okay. Omega. Omega. Um, but um, I appreciate y'all, man. How y'all doing, man? Welcome back to the podcast. Keep my fucking back, man. Uh, I wanna, I wanna jump right into it, um, cause I wanna ask UP and Lonnie, um, some some general questions real quick. Just, just to, I like to do this just to get the brain going real quick. Let me ask y'all. What is the rarest Eminem? Like, what color is the rarest Eminem? Green. Brown. Uh, P, that is correct. <laughs> Good. So don't feel bad. I guessed the same shit. I said green too. That was a that was a good guess. Um P hell of an answer. But now I'm ready I'm ready to trick y'all with this one. What was the first soft drink in space? A root beer float. <laughs> <laughs> no. That is incorrect, but we'll take it. That is incorrect, but we will take it. That's crazy as hell. You should have took my shit, man. Fuck out of here. No, my nigga P said Kool-Aid. I'm not even mad at it. So, um... Don't drink, not juice. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) It was Coca-Cola. That was my next answer, too. That's crazy. Shout out to Kool-Aid. We love a sponsor. I need a sponsor Kool-Aid. Shout out to Kool-Aid. All right, I got it. All right, last uh, last one on the food, right? Oh, yeah. I got a good one for y'all. What is the most consumed manufactured drink in the world? Come on, everybody don't answer at once. Water. Repeat the question one time. Repeat the question one time. What is the most manufactured drink around the world and it is not water? I'm going to go Coca-Cola. No. Those are two good guesses, though. Gatorade. No, no, no. I'm going to give y'all one more guess. Y'all can get one more. I can get one more. If I have to say one more, I'm going to say orange juice. Or, no, 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 milk. Milk. No, it is tea. Fuck out of here. No, you should be good. You got the fuck. Genuine, all them R&B niggas, Chris Brown. All right, I got a good one for y'all. I want to do a sports one. So, who has won more tennis Grand Slam titles, Venus Williams or Serena Williams? Serena, true. Right, yeah, that was an easy one. All right, which, yeah, Serena, that's just a dead giveaway for real. All right, which basketball team has completed two three-peats? Uh, L.A. and the Chicago Bulls? No, yeah. 
Atlanta, Chicago Bulls. All right. Last, all right, last one on the sports. Last one on the sports. How many points did Michael Jordan score in his first NBA game? It was like, like 50. <laughs> 40 points. You said his first game. I'm sorry. Think about the game against uh, Larry Bird. Yeah, 28. Yeah, 28. 18 points. I'll take one more guess. 21? Hell no. That ni- I think that nigga Joy had like eight points or some goofy shit with the Wizards, probably. What's a better guess? But now he has 16. You said first point, first first game, right? Yeah, it was sixteen. Oh God, the Bulls, right? Rookie, right? right? I'm talking about the Wizards. It was with whoever he was with, but he got he got sixteen though. It was sixteen. But um, I want to get I want to get straight into it real quick. Um, before I get into it, I want to play a little a little clip for y'all. And I want y'all to tell me what y'all think. Y'all, y'all familiar with um, um, what's his name? R. F. K. Junior. Y'all familiar with R. F. K. Junior? They're gonna have the right to. Y'all niggas have no idea who that is. Uh, yeah, not. Olani, you do? Okay. On us. We, you know, the Nazis did that in the camps in World War Two. They tested vaccines on gypsies and Jews. I was Robert F. Kennedy Jr. back in August of 2020 comparing mask mandates to experiments that Jew- the Nazis conducted on Jews and gypsies or Roma people during the Holocaust. That gives you a sense for exactly who RFK Jr., well, where he's coming from ideologically. Two months ago, he announced he would challenge President Joe Biden for the Democratic nomination. And while his bid to challenge Biden for the nomination is most definitely a long shot, it relies really heavily on the low-trust, paranoid environment we increasingly find ourselves in. I don't think his presidential bid as such is particularly noteworthy. I don't think he has much of a shot. One important thing I want to discuss, though, is that the vaccine scaremongering that he's made his career for the last 15 years or more, along with the same kind of line from people like Tucker Carlson, has had just... Really unfathomable human cost. It is likely resulted. So I want to ask y'all niggas, because I know y'all niggas, y'all like watching videos of niggas cooking shrimp on Instagram and bitches twerking and shoes and shit. But I want to ask y'all niggas, have y'all done any research on who this guy is? Uh, no, not me personally. I have not done any research on this man. It's a no for me, dog. It's just not marketable. <laughs> I, I really didn't need too much of that in my brain unless I needed it. No. Okay. Well, yeah, y'all should um pay more attention to the news and who's running for president and the things they're exposing and stuff like that. Cause you're not familiar with some of these things like that he was speaking on as far as the vaccines and. Fucking niggas up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because for me, 
it's all ventriloquism. So, you know, that's why I don't I don't indulge and consume myself in politics for numerous reasons. It's really it's one party. Even though to us they presented they presented to us that it's two parties, that being Republican and Democratic and all this other, but it's just one big corrupt ass party. And these motherfuckers is just playing games, you know. So that's why that's why I didn't really bother to research who that individual was. But I mean, he, he's he's pretty much saying the same shit that Bill Gates been saying, who has a great deal and hand in politics and you know the funding of certain politicians and their campaigns. I'll leave it at that. I mean, cause yeah, and I, I also um, oh yeah, go ahead. No, nah, I was gonna say, cause if you want to keep going, please. I mean, speak to it. No, because you know, like I like, like, well, like we're just going off of you know your your point uh, or your statement rather, which you were which you were, um, you know, saying in regards to you know what he was saying, um, as far as you know, like the vaccines and all that. I mean, I think everybody should already know that they're planning another pandemic, you know, which is going to create, uh, you know, more vaccines. And if you paid attention to what Bill Gates was saying way prior to what this uh, individual has been saying. Uh, he already has been, you know, contemplating, but demanding in a sense, oh, we need more vaccines because there's too many people within the world. You know, our population is too large. We got to, you know, bring this down some. So how do we do that? More vaccines. So it's just going to be more people, you know, putting this out, you know, so it can be, uh, you know, desensitized. And it's just, oh, they just said more vaccines. No, we need to be alarmed at this shit. And we need to figure out how to take a stand. But this is a great beast that we're going to be um, dealing with um, because this is pharmaceutical. You know, so it's not going to take one person. We all know what happened with Kobe, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, it's, it's yet again up to the people to figure out what the fuck we're going to do. Lonnie, you can go ahead. Uh, I mean, I, I wasn't about to speak too much about like, the, uh, the vaccines or what... Um I was going to say that, you know, I don't really pay attention to presidential candidates until they do, like, the, the debates, like, until, like, it's all of them up there and, like, you can hear, like, you know, each of their policies and just their mannerisms and just how they talk and stuff like that. So I would say that's when I, I would start to pay attention more to the presidential candidates, not right now. Okay. I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad at it. All right, uh, moving on. Um, so I want to ask y'all. Um, I'll, I guess I'll start with you, cause do you know why I guess men choose to wait to have kids later in life? I guess uh, rather than having them at a really young age. Mm. Oh, you want to start with me with this one? Huh. Okay. Because, I mean, first of all, life is very short. And to, for the men that do understand the value and the shortness of life, um, that calls for um, gangster decisions. Because I'm going to use the most uh, understandable uh, terminologies here. Um, so, you know, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket 
uh, with one woman too soon, too young. Um, there's a lot to experience out here, not just on the side of, you know, out here knocking joints off left and right, but just in a sense of traveling and experience and, you know, um, networking and connecting and building business and things of that nature. You know, when you have kids, um, a lot of that has to get put on hold until you figure out a system where you're able to do that and making sure that your offspring is taken care of. Um, you know, um, then you also have um, the lack thereof of a support within the immediate family. So, you know, um, there's people that decide, hey, man, maybe I should, you know, figure out something else or maybe I should have a solid foundation personally, you know, so I could have a kid and not have to worry about, oh, where am I going to stay or where they're going to stay and what about my baby mom or my girl, whoever. Um, so, yeah, men men wait until later on because we're the providers. So, you know, it just makes sense for us to have a solid foundation before, you know, becoming fruitful and multiplying and having offsprings. Pete, can you speak to... Um I guess being young maybe and having a child or I don't know how old you were when you, I know when you had uh, your baby girl. Yeah, I definitely got you. Just want to chime on the last part though. Like I want to quote my favorite rapper, one of them, man. Um, Bing said, life's is ups and downs, no matter how lovely these apps are waiting, cameras hanging, shooting shit up as risky as vaccinations. Like that's a bar, man. Like, hit me with the bro, man. You know, make sure you 
if you in school, you do what you got to do in school, or if you're working, bro, work your job, you know what I'm saying, be responsible, and don't have no kid by none of these bitches, like, I, I never, I will never forget hearing that, right, I'll never forget, right, I'll never forget my man, Ziggy, shout out to my man, Zig, that lives in, um, in, um, in, um, Missouri City, Texas, you feel me, like, um, he was telling me, you know, he's like, bro, if I find out you got somebody pregnant, bro, I'm going to catch a ticket to come back to the city. And this was when I was still in the city at the time. And he was like, bro, I'm smacking shit out of you. Like, you know, because it's, it's, it's niggas that's been, they, they, they've been through it. You know, they've gone through it. And, you know, them being on the outside looking into somebody like me or any of you other brothers that's in here, you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, putting that in the perspective of, you know, somebody that would actually give a, give a fuck and give a care and would give you some enlightenment and some gems, you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, little nigga, don't fuck your life up, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's a precious moment and all that, but nigga, the reality sits in, you know what I'm saying? The shit is not always glitz and glamour, sunshine and rainbows, you know, the cardinals and squirrels and shit, you know? Like, it's just a lot of sacrifice that comes in, and you do have a duty, and you do have a responsibility. Because then if you decide to renege on that, then you, you're a deadbeat piece of shit. So, you know, um, I just always took heed to that, and I've had jobs where, you know, I've worked with children, and, um, you know, uh, I, I, I was put in, like, a father figure, like, position and I was just like damn like I couldn't imagine you know having this responsibility and you know th- 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 this kid is like this you know uh, Lonnie you want to say something bro oh no I mean yeah you, you was killing that shit Sean I, I just wanted to say real quickly you know um, you know a lot of people use children for motivation purposes as well you know like It'll have them go harder at work or, like, you know, go harder at school or, like, in gym or something like that because they want to be around for their kids. So, I mean, like I was saying previously, it all depends on, you know, the person and how they want to look at the situation. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, and then you, and you, know, that. you got you got people that, you know, they just do what the fuck they got to do. And, you know, somebody like me that's just real, you know, I know it's a struggle. I know it's the beauty in the struggle, but I also acknowledge and notice that, damn, it's a, it's, a, it's a struggle, but, you know what I'm saying, shorty making a way out of nowhere, you know. So, um, I mean, yeah, yeah, bro, you, you, you're right about that, you know. Uh, a kid is definitely uh, motivational, but, I mean, I can't speak for nobody else but myself, you know, just thinking about, if, if I was, you know, in that position, man, it, it would be a jam for me, honestly. And like I said, I love children. You know, I know if the most high allowed me to have that experience and opportunity, I would, you know, be a way better father than what my father was with me. Um, but just for the time being, it's just like I feel like there's a lot more that I have to experience. There's a lot more foundation that I have to, um, you know, add and build upon. So... You know, just for me, it's just not a good time right now. And I mean, for me, I'm I'm young forever, so I'm gonna always be able to run around with my little one. I'm just saying. Nah, you good? You good with that one though, bro? Cause I started like some of you. I remember we talked like our first jobs, our worst jobs. Like one of them was me cleaning the block. Uh, the next year, I worked in uh, 
this daycare where it was like six years old and seven year olds and man it was amazing how these kids felt about me and it was like a pressure for me to be early to work tomorrow to be there personnel p p p p it was like man so you right man like both of y'all got a, a, a point but you totally right like when you work with kids early and you notice that it's a different responsibility, bro. You go home different, you know what I mean? You party in the club different, you look at girls different, it's different. But, Els, you got a good point. Having them early, you kind of, if you got the right structure before then, you kind of could chill with them while they at the height and the property, like like LeBron and Bronny, you know what I mean? That's all I got. Yeah, like, real quick, real quick before I, uh, you know, in the point, um, yeah, P, because for real, for real, like, I'll never forget, bro, I had this one kid, man. He was, like, seven years old at the time. A situation that happened, and I had to bring him to the office because, you know, bro was off the hook. And he had a moment where he was just like, I don't care, I don't care. And I've never been cussed out by a seven-year-old before, you know, so that shit kind of hit different. And, you know, he was just like, I don't care, I don't care, I don't give a shit. And I was just like, oh, like, like, damn, like, why is this baby boy so angry, you feel me? And... It was all stemming from the, the neglect of his mom. And I swear, bro, like, I know the most high it works in various and mysterious ways. So I feel like that whole experience was just to teach me another lesson because I spoke to my um, to my man who was kind of like my supervisor. And he was telling me how, you know, he stayed with his grandma and his mom, you know, he, she a young joint from the city, but she don't really be doing her due diligence. Bro, long story short, I ended up going to this function at um, the old mango spot in the city, right? And it was this shorty to the left of me. She was all on this dude from the veil. And I mean, it was damn like a situation like they was fucking on the dance floor. Right. And, bro, come to find out that was little bro mom. Yo, that shit, that shit hit different to the core so hard, bro. Like, I was just like, Damn, and it was just like it all makes sense. Like, yeah, man, that shit, that shit fucked me up for real. To this day, you still talking about it now? You know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's that was a good topic, Bob. Like, you yeah. still talk about that to this day? And now I, and I hope the listeners feel it too as well. Word, word. Did y'all uh, want to touch on that before we move on? Touch on the topic a little bit more before we move on. I bet. So recently, I watched Bird Box. And it's the new Bird Box on Netflix. It's Bird Box Barcelona. And that movie was fire. Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't that bad. I think I still liked the first one, but it wasn't bad. It was a twist on it. Because y'all know how in the first jump, niggas could see the monster, the invisible monster. And then they start making you bug out. But well, this movie was from the perspective of somebody who could see the monster, but they don't bug out. They just make other people see the monsters and shit. Let me ask you, did anybody see this shit? Did anybody see this shit? Nah, yeah, definitely. That's facts. I like when you I know. see Word? It's like borderline classic in this era. Bird Box, like, ah. That's one of those movies that had me on the edge. And I was in the movie theater like, what the fuck about to happen? I like scary movies, but that shit was different. The first one, man. Well, if you fuck with the yeah, first... Yeah, I mean, no, you're right. No, 
not lying, bro. That look, that shit is low key like a like a recent classic type movie, bro. Now that I'm thinking about it, like, when did the first one come out? In like 2018, right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, that's interesting. But um, no, nah, I'm gonna I'm definitely check it out. I mean, if you fucking with it, like, what you give it on a scale of one to ten? One to ten. Um. I'm gonna give it like an eight. It wasn't bad. It was from another a whole other perspective. I like how they redid it. They did it in another place. Uh, they was just showing how shit was going crazy all over the world, not just in America, which was dope. Which was dope. Barcelona was a nice little um, place to shoot. You know, a lot of uh, good scenery there. A lot of nice scenery there. I'm gonna check it out. I ain't gonna front. I love the first one. The first one is a classic in this era, like in this little, I don't know, from 15 to like 25. I don't know. We go from 2010 to 20, then we go from 20 to 30. But yeah, we in that range. That's one of the best movies in in that time, man. So if they got a part two, I'm on it, bro. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Check that shit out. Brother, have you seen it? Good. That shit good, Troy. You gotta see the see the rest of it. Alright, moving on. Lane, I wanna I wanna pass it to you, Lane. How do you pronounce this nigga's name? Wait, wait. Oh I go ahead, brother. For one second, but yeah. I, I was gonna say that the I, I had I heard bad reviews on the mix uh, on the bird box shit. So I ain't get to see it, but I heard bad reviews. So I wanna know what you think about that shit. It's in English. Oh, all right. Well, I heard, I heard it wasn't that little or whatever. No, that's what, good. What I mean, did you, did you see it yourself? You feel like it, did it match the energy of the first one? Uh, yeah. Just like I said, though, just from a different perspective. So it's a still somewhat of a different movie, but, you know, same, same shit kind of going on. Different characters. It's good. It was good. It was good. Sandra Bullock was in that first one, so I know you don't want to give the movie away, little bro. That's that's love, so I'm definitely gonna check it out. We're gonna come back to that one. Boy, girl, boy, girl, come on, come on, come on. Stay close to me, okay? Stay close to me. Brother, get your cousin. Please stop saying boy and girl. <laughs> no, nigga, that's your fucking cousin. Don't because that's one of the good parts of the movie where it got 
got dangerous, bro. <laughs> you know how niggas be like, yo, you good? I'm going to see you later. Stay dangerous. Nah, every time we had to stay dangerous in that movie, bro. I'm just saying, listen, I, I, I remember that fucking movie had me write a joke in my damn set of jokes, man. Just imagine a black parent in that situation on Bird Box. Stay dangerous, nigga. Listen, you better stay latched on that rope and you better not go nowhere else. Your ass is getting whipped with the blindfold on. What the, oh my god, what, what is this? What is this hitting me? Oh my god. Dangerous. You gotta stay dangerous. You already can't see your ass. Stay over here. <laughs> I grew up in the projects, bro. Bronx, Webster, Webster, what's up? Like, yes, that's how we was talked to, kids. Okay? The whole project would have been bird box. Everybody looking out their window with some shit going on. Everybody would have been out there bugging the fuck out. Niggas don't survive the bird box, man. Hell no, nigga. But she did that shit, so part two, I'm looking forward, B. So we can move All on. Right. Nah, look, look. So we got uh, one of the youngest tennis champions in Wimbledon history. We got Carlos Alcaraz. Uh, he's 20 years old. He just beat the number one uh, champion right now, Novak Djokovic, in straight sets. Um, it's a pretty amazing feat. So I want to just put it in basketball to, uh, terms for you guys. Uh, this is kind of like, like if Luka beat LeBron like in the finals. So it's, it's kind of like a, a passing of the torch moment in uh, tennis history. Yeah, fam, name is Jokic. I heard that too. So fuck these Jokic's coming from. Yo, so I want to ask y'all niggas, even, even a bigger question, right, Lonnie? Why don't niggas watch tennis? Boring. I mean, I be, I be peeping tennis here and there, but it, it ain't the same... When you don't have a, a fucking Serena with the with the you know before the baby body, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not. Don't you know. Know. no. I'm just saying. <laughs> and then it's like Yo, it's like I I'd rather watch. Yeah, it's because even women women like watching men chess. It's just like that shit is boring, bro. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, bro. You sound like porn. You heard Tiger, 
Tiger denied his blackness, so, you know, that, that was always an issue for me. What the fuck is combination? But, bro, we ain't stupid. Like, we could see you black, nigga. Look in the mirror. Michael yeah, tried yeah, to deny yeah. it. Michael Jackson tried to change. We already knew you was black, bro. Hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why Michael never denied his blackness, man? We not gonna do this, man. We, we but when he changed up, when he changed up, that was the thing, because he ain't have interviews, we ain't have Instagram, so we had to wait for a magazine, and they told us what that was. That wasn't his fault, and if you ask me, it makes a bunch of sense. Don't talk about Michael Brown. Jackson with this nigga, we're going to get off topic, we talk about some sports shit. Nah, I'm just saying, niggas ain't want to walk around looking like a cow, so he evens it out, that's all, makes a lot of sense to me. But, back to the tennis, um, yeah, I mean... Tennis, tennis isn't tennis isn't born. Just gotta, just gotta get with watching the fellas. You know, sometimes it just gets a little disturbing. You know, <laughs> you're facts. <laughs> Total facts. <laughs> All right, but did y'all want to add anything else to the tennis topic? Why niggas don't watch tennis? Why you niggas not into tennis? Play that shit back. Play it back, DJ. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Deshaun Jackson has officially announced his retirement. I feel um, like that. Oh, go ahead. My bad. My bad. We got another eagle. He is out of here, Deshaun Jackson, man. Um, I wanna, I wanna ask y'all. I wanna go right with you, Lonnie. I'm coming right to you. Is he a Hall of Famer? Yo, Lonnie. He just, uh... Why, why wouldn't it be? I was about to say, you might as well have an eagle speak on it first. Yeah, why? But I'll tell you. Because you biased. Is, I'm not biased. I'm going to tell you, just based off his, his prolificness as a returner, that's enough. Even if he just goes in as a returner, he, he's a Hall of Famer. But Deshaun Jackson is one of the best deep threats in the history of the game. Uh, not too many people average more yards per catch than him, especially on deep routes. Um, we all know who D. Jack is and what his contribution was. I wouldn't label him as an overall top ten goat, but as a a deep threat and returner, he's top ten for sure. Was he top ten in his position ever? You know who that man is. Don't yeah, yeah, he he definitely had a year as a top ten overall receiver. Throw him in there. He one of those that you just throw in there like, damn, what? Nah, hell yeah. If you're going to throw Edelman in there, I'm a Patriot fan. Like, throw him definitely in there. You know what I mean? Yeah, because before that man got injured, he definitely was him. He was already a, a, a fucking hell raiser coming off the line of scrimmage. So he put the corners through hell, man. Pause for the principal going for those deep footballs being thrown, um, you know, and he was catching the motherfuckers, you know what I mean? At a high level, too, like, it was looking good. He was, like, flamboyant with it, too. Like, he wasn't just, you know, I caught it. Nah, he was catching it and Dionning it. Like, that would be... Yeah, for this, this nigga used to run backwards in the end zone looking at the chasing him. Like, he was real, he was real. Before Tyreek Hill, that was the man, bro. Sure, for sure. Well, I got his stats. He only had 11,268 yards receiving and 58 touchdowns. 
what last teams he was playing on. <laughs> yeah, they have to see the Patriots. Yeah, they couldn't really get, they couldn't get nowhere. Like, what last sir, team? Sir, sir, I cannot let that comment slide, sir. Uh, Bum-ass teams, the nigga played for the Eagles. Yeah. How many Super Bowls does Deshaun Jackson have? Settle. You said zero. Right, you said zero, correct? Settle. Right, sir. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so we played on that bum ass team, sir. <laughs> exactly. The years we had, Nick, the years we may not have won the Super Bowl. We may not have won the Super Bowl, but he had several uh, an NFC championship appearance. We was always a good team. No, we didn't win the bowl. It just so happened that he played played during Brady's era. A lot of niggas didn't eat. Uh, the Saints got a Super Bowl during Brady's era. But you're talking to a Patriot fan too. So what the fuck the Saints got to do with this? Like, sir, you know? Yeah. This nigga talking about oh eight. It's got to do with this shit. Because I like he played on bum ass teams and I watched him play on bum ass teams. I wanted him to come to my team. And he came to our team, he got a bowl. He just got a bowl. Who's your team, sir? No. And and if we look at his receiving yards total and touchdowns, that's not top ten stats either. Oh uh, well, I, I didn't say he was a top ten receiver. I said he was a top ten deep threat specialist and a returner. Topic with Kenny getting the fame. I mean, he can Kenny get in the fame? I said we throw Edelman in the fame, we kick his bum ass in the fame too. This nigga's disrespectful. <laughs> nah, because man, I'm just trying to get right. Well, listen, the nigga DJ. Bob giving you his stats. Bob giving you his stats, and his stats don't even add up. So we just let that nigga roll in there. The nigga DJ definitely finished his career off on a bum-ass team, and that's for sure. I mean, you, you know what? <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, I might be on some bias shit, because if we're going to hold everybody to the standard, bro, I got to hold even my favorite Eagles to the standard. He may not make it into the Hall of Fame as a receiver, bro. His best bet is he. they better hope because the touchdowns he got were prolific-ass touchdowns. Like, against the Giants with no time left, he returned a punt and shit. He was no Devin Hester as far as returning. He was no Devin Hester. I mean, no, there, nobody was Devin Hester. Deontay Hall, Brian Mitchell, no one was Devin Hester. Devin Hester is the bar. He's Brady of returns. So, I mean, he's the bar. You don't compare nobody to Hester. Facts. Ten. I don't know if he ever was top three though, because he once again he was a deep. 
you got to gotta think about this. You got to think about this. His prime years, the niggas that was in the league, I could easily name five niggas every year was better than him. Andre Johnson was better than that nigga every year, every morning he woke up, nigga. Andre Johnson that played with the Texans and beat up Cortland Finnegan, he was definitely better than him. Uh, Calvin okay. Johnson, better than him. Ocho Cinco, better than him. Um... Hell, he played with D-Hop. D-Hop was always better than him. It's mad niggas you can name. Antonio Brown, he was never a top five nigga. He like an Edelman. He like an Edelman. Roll them niggas in there because they did really good. Yeah, they had impact. They had impact and they were specialists at what they did. Like Edelman, he was a specialist in that slot. He was never Terrell Owens, but he was a specialist as a slot. And we ain't talking about it. Yeah, Edelman, 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 Ed now, I feel like, you know, anybody that's not the Texans as a receiver, that is where your career goes to die. Um, ergo, you know, Julio Jones, people like, uh, I think Andre Johnson was over there. He was weird in that uniform. So, I mean. Randy I Moss, about, too. I mean, think it's a, oh, Randy was over there, too? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, so. How do y'all feel about that deal for, uh, for the Titans? Well, like you. But, nah, Lane, you brought up a good, to- uh, uh, not a topic, but you brought up some off the pod about this topic how he didn't join none of those teams that was in his top top five he did not go to lamar he did not go to Jalen hurts and the eagles he did not go to a lot of places he ended up in tennessee but i think he's going to do good with Tannehill. Tannehill is underrated like how i think kirk cousins is underrated i think uh with Tannehill as a mediocre to average but good quarterback and we also got um the Mark Henry, King Henry in the back, in the back. I don't, is this, is Derek Henry, excuse me. Man, we got him in the backfield. So I feel like, man, they're going to own their division. They're going to own their division. It's obvious. Hey, back. His latter career, he going for a bag. I think, first off, he went He went to the team that was going to pay him the most. No one in the league thinks that was like a – no one in the league thinks that was a Super Bowl move. I promise you no one flinched when they seen that. Like, no defensive coordinator is losing sleep over that, bro. Um, because <laughs> once again, hold on. I'm gonna tell you why. But I'm gonna tell you why. Because once again, it depends on who's getting you the fucking ball, bro. It depends on who's getting you the ball. DeAndre Hopkins was arguably the best nigga in the league until um he went to the Cardinals. Kyler Murray did not live up to the hype, and Kyler Murray didn't get him that pill like he was used to getting. DeAndre Hopkins was leading the league in catches for like five years straight, damn near some shit. Like, he was really a spaz out and then got with Kyler. So, just to say, like, yeah, Tanner Hill, like you said, is average to good at best. So, the nigga that's getting him the ball matters. But my point on it all is, I think he fucked himself up by making that move. I think he should have definitely took less, especially on the back end of your career. You're like 33, nigga. You should have taken less money because you made hella checks. And played with Patrick. Or I wouldn't have been mad if he went out there with the Patriots where he would have had Juju as a nice number two to help him. And you know for sure you're going to have a defense fucking with Belichick. In Tennessee, all you know that you're going to have is a run game. That's it. And running backs get hurt all the time. 
Henry misses four games a year, damn near. So what are you going to do when it's just you and and you got goddamn Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing you the ball? Because that's what the fuck Tannehill might as well be like. <laughs> fuck out of here. Yeah, I mean, no, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I think well, that's a good point. I think it's a little bit that Tennessee didn't want to sign AJ Brown, but like they go out the next year and sign this nigga DeAndre Hopkins, like who's almost ten years older than this guy. Um, who's on the back end of his career. You know, wide receivers, they don't have, you know, a lot of longevity in the league. You know, one hit could put this nigga out of here, you know, God forbid. But, you know, I like Paul said, I don't think, you know, anybody's going to sleep over it for real, for real. I mean, yeah, they got a threat now. Um, you know, the safeties are definitely going to have to look out. You know, the number one DB is definitely going to have to, you know, push up on that nigga on the line. But, yeah, like Paul said, bro, I don't, I don't think anybody's going to trip for real. He should have came to Boston. Yeah, hit that fucking buzzer again, cause what the fuck was that? Whoa! Hey, going to those. Hell yeah, he's gonna get Boston. Nobody's going to shit him. Nobody's going to shit him. No, 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 no. Actually, the buzzer was unnecessary on that. That's enough. If I was him, I would have for sure been looking at Baltimore, or I would have been looking at Kansas City because you got to think about this. If he links up with Patty, he's instantly with the best quarterback in the league. And now you you know for sure you're getting fucking dimes put right in wherever you want right. that bitch at. Right. So why not go with Patty and take less money? Or you know Lamar is that guy. Lamar's one of them guys. He could have went with Lamar. Lamar is definitely one of them guys. They have that and bad the Rangers had the number one defense in the league last year. But they had that bad you know They wasn't going to pay him that money. You know you about to be in the playoffs. This nigga DeAndre Hopkins has never gone deep into the playoffs in his fucking life. He was with the Cardinals and the Texans. He's from two losing franchises, bro. He should have came to Baltimore and fuck with some real. Yo, bro, that's what his values say. That's why he wasn't going to get that money over there. His values say that over there, too. That's why he wasn't going to get that money. Like, nigga, we just paid all that much. Nothing. Eighteen million, bro. Yeah. Nothing worth. Fuck out of here. All right, bet. Moving on. I want to play. I want to play a little clip for y'all real quick. I got it the field, So I want to ask y'all, man, Future, of course, Future and Russell Wilson share the same VAB mom. Future said, I got it out the field, fuck Russell. Is it is it lame when he throws shots at Russell, or is it man fuck this nigga? Like you got my baby moms, nigga. Like fuck you. Yeah, I mean it was it was cool in the beginning, bro. I'm not gonna lie, but my nigga Russell was coming off a bad season, bro. Like that shit weak, bro. Like you try to kick a man while he's down. I'm not feeling it. This that nigga said, "Tell Steve Harvey I don't want him." Nah, that's a bar. That's a bar. You gotta understand. We rappers. I'm a rapper. I write raps for my niggas. I've been writing raps my whole life since I was eight years old. It's a bar. It just came to my head. Somebody gotta hear it. Like it ain't. Nigga, I'm a rapper. Like I'm like a comedian. Like, damn, nigga, I'm <laughs> I didn't even feel that way. It just came out in my head. I ain't gonna let it go. Like I'm writing it down. No, I'm putting it out. Fucking me. Personally, from a nigga who's tender about his homes, yes, future, get at this nigga every chance you get. 
This faggot ass nigga. This, I'm sorry. That is not the thoughts of the podcast show. That's not the. Yes, that is. That was me, y'all. That is not the thoughts and opinions of the Bobcat. This unorthodox ass man, Russell Wilson, tried to change future's son name to Russell Wilson Jr. You were the most out of control nigga for that, bro. I will never get. I don't like Russell Wilson for that. Like, yo, you don't do no shit like that, right. bro. You don't do no shit like that, like. So you you threw the biggest shot at me you ever could throw. This beat right, is up and it's stuck. Word, catch these bars, nigga. I got some more, matter of fact. Yeah, yeah. I just want to say I had no idea about that. And to add on to what Cuz was saying, this motherfucker had the nerve to go on national goddamn television, shedding tears and boohooing all this shit with the baby back bitch crybaby tears, talking about. You know, he, he, never, he, he, he never he never felt something so good. First of all, I don't give a fuck that you fuck here. That, that, that's future sloppy seconds. Right. You want to be up there and want to be getting emotional about that shit? Get your right. shrimp ass the fuck up out of here. You fucking old ass Taj Maori guy in the face looking ass. So Jay-Z, uh, he shows the Book of Hole exhibit uh, in Brooklyn. So uh, Jay-Z, he has a whole exhibit uh, where you can go and check him out and uh, artifacts. Does anybody want to go to the Jay-Z exhibit? That's a fact. I'm a whole fan. I have pictures on my wall ever since, like, 94, 95 when I heard him, that quick rap and shit. Try to mimic my life like them. It's helped me uh, move from New York City to come to Virginia and be this like you know what I mean, straight dude, but still be in the street and still have my head in the street. So yeah, shout out to old man. That's the go. I got a go hat on right now. We video and you'll see me nigga fly as a bitch from Matt Chains. I'll look back home a little bit. But no love. <laughs> Down the bridge. All that he says he is. So, like, 
I respect it. He deserves it. But I mean, it's not something that I'm going to go and pick it to go do. Facts. If that shit was like a traveling show and that shit came to my town, like a museum around here, some shit, I'd go check it out. But to be moving my seat for it, nah, I'm cool on that. But that's where, that's, that's why we got a link, brothers, because I'm a New York guy. We all got to just pop from New York one time and take a guy trip pause. You know what I mean? Like, then we could really pull up and talk that shit because I'm from the town, so we'll be straight when y'all come visit, nigga. You already know how New York City is. Yeah, no. Nah, word. I mean, I feel like um, I I think Two Chains did something similar when um he dropped his album called Pretty Girls Like Trap Music, and he had like a a traveling museum type thing, which was super dope. Like Troy said, like if it's traveling, hell yeah, I would see that bitch. You know, uh, somewhere in the DMV area. But um, yeah, I'm I'm not like buying a plane ticket to go to New York strictly to go see Jay Z for um. You know, his museum is dead. But salute to him. Um, Wayne deserves one. True. Now, now, if you said that, I still ain't traveling for Wayne, but I'll be at least a little more enticed because that's my goal. So, you feel me? I, but, uh, I don't think I don't think any rapper is about to get me to travel to see his music, just to be honest. They could have goddamn revived Biggie and I still ain't going to see that shit. <laughs> I'm not moving my seat, you know what I mean, if I see a rapper, bro. To, to be honest, it ain't worth me about money or the Eagles. The Eagles got me in a chokehold. If Brian Dawkins had it on me, I'm there. Right. Got it. I Why would they get out? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I get perspective on things, though. I appreciate how y'all feel, too, because I would have never thought like that. Some of these rappers, me being 39, they so huge to me. They were so huge in my time. They're like my Martin Luther Kings, but if y'all feeling like that, that means I need to be off that too. So appreciate that. I mean, I don't know. I could, I could understand going to like the Franklin Institute or a National Museum, Malcolm X Museum, or even a Dick Gregory Museum. But going to a museum in New York for Jay Z to look at stuff that's pertaining to Jay Z. Yeah, it's a no for me, dog. It's, it's just not marketable. It's just not marketable. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. I think I think people need to reconsider their life. Yo, my nigga, oh. like Yo, what's the next subject, man? Yo, hope I got you. We gotta get off this. What's the next subject? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yo, Lonnie, bro. What's the name of the bitch that flashed her titties, bro? After, after yeah, knocking uh, Shorty out. Um, after knocking Shorty out. Keep talking. Because I, I want to ask the... Uh, I want to ask, of course, you frozen. You gentlemen, a question. But I specifically... I want to start with Troy. I specifically want to go with Troy. What's her name? Like, Dan Daniela Hemsley or something like that? What was it? What was her one? Yeah, it's... Uh, Daniel Hemsley, yes, there we go. Alright, so after she knocked the bitch off, she won uh, her match. Troy, uh, cool, I want y'all to answer first on this one, I'm coming to y'all. After she knocked the bitch out, <laughs> she flashed everybody her titties. Now, she is attractive, um, and I do remember we were having a discussion about women being attractive and 
kind of not policing them, letting them do what they want to do to a certain degree. Uh, not judging them, not judging them. So, brother, I want to start with you. Uh, how do you feel about this? Is this appropriate? Alright, so so Troy, so Troy or Quill, if it was y'all girlfriend, how would y'all feel? I uh, better be ready for her second round when she gets to the back. You <laughs> <laughs> better be ready for her next fight soon as she get back to So, does what if not being married, but that's your girlfriend? Does that matter? If they're just just your girlfriend. Yeah, yeah that's me. It, it matters. It matters, but I honestly feel like it's less of an argument than for it to be your wife. Because when it's your girl, that's like renting an apartment. It was somebody there before you, and it might be somebody there after you. You know what I mean? So, at the end of the day, I can't really. I don't. I can't really say. I got a wife, my nigga. I can't say what I would do if I had a girl. This shit coming from a deeper perspective, though, and I, and I appreciate that, G. Like, good, good job, cuz. Um, but for, I just want to chime in, like, to keep it going. Like, the bitch poked her chest out. <laughs> <laughs> she poked all her chest out. <laughs> that's what they on nowadays. But the, that's why she... Yeah, she wowed, but that's why Shorty is like, oh, that's what happened? You wowed, baby. Like, well, come here, let me bust your ass real quick. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we want that. But wifey can't do that yet, so I'm with you. Nah, man, fuck that. Me personally, I, I feel like it's like, me as a fan, yeah, go ahead, show me the money. Like, yeah, if you want to do that, I'm here for it. Come on, man. But, I mean, you can also look at it from the style. Like, yo, know, that motherfucker. Izzy Alessandra be happy as hell. 
think I was thinking. So, I mean, we don't want to just start no. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, nah. We don't, we don't. <laughs> I'm saying I don't want to see it, but I'm just saying though, you got to speak up for the people. Hold on, hold on. You got to speak up for the people that got that opinion as well. No, no, no. Wait, wait. Time out. Yes, it is because it's niggas who love titties just as much as they love any other body part of a woman. That's actually mad sexual. So, I mean, once again, I, I, I'm not complaining. I love this. Show me your titties every time. But that's a, that's a, oh, brother, you cut out. But that was a good point, though. That was a good point, though. But y'all did make some good points, though. I do think y'all did make some good points. All right, so um, one last topic. We got Jake Paul and Nate Diaz. They about to fight. I just want to know who y'all got your money on. 
Just get, just give me y'all picks. Uh, is Jake Paul about to get another dub, or y'all going to give it to Nate Diaz, the veteran? Who y'all got? I'm going to Jake Paul, because I'm at this point, I'm thinking the fights are rigged. But I'm thinking they like, they're, they're straight entertainment. Dude, these shits is WWE fights. So I take Jake Paul, because they're WWE fights. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't bother to waste my time and watch the malarkey in the boxing ring. I'm from a boxing capital, and I just think that sport should be treated with a lot more respect. And this isn't like Mike Tyson or Roy Jones. This is Jake fucking Paul, a YouTuber. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he'll win. He'll give an eye signal, and that'll be the signal for, hey, I'm getting ready to throw a punch so I can knock you out and win. Yeah, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead. I feel like, you know, Nate Diaz is not going for none of that. Um, I just want to give a, a quick little breakdown on that type of fight. So, I mean, Jake Paul, you know, he is ready to go. Um, you know, eight to ten rounds or however long this boxing fight is gonna be. Um, Nate Diaz, he's known for, you know, having a really good chin. Known for not getting knocked out. Um, Jake Paul is also known for his power, though, as well. So, if I had to give a professional prediction on who is going to win. I'm going to have to go with Jake Paul. I would say he would win by decision because Nate Diaz, like, when he's in there with um, a lesser-skilled opponent, he tends to just, like, you know, just kind of slack off in the fight, uh, not take it as serious. So that's um, the reason that I want to go with Jake Paul, and I'm going to be putting money on that bitch. Um, you can go ahead and fuck with that bitch off the end with y'all. I'll say to that. Let me respond to that because to, to that I would say, Bro, if, if, if for anybody that knows anything about fighting, a professional fighter fighting a civilian, bro, niggas stand no chance. That's how you know that these shits is some WWE fight. He may look like he could go round and round and round. Hell, The Rock, Batista, John Cena, all of these niggas are in great shape. But we know this shit is entertainment. So just because we see Jake Paul training and getting in shape and really putting in work, Niggas put in work for their crafts. Denzel, niggas work out for roles and practice and do all this for their art, for their arts and their crafts. These things are definitely, if you think a YouTuber could get in there with a professional UFC fighter and genuinely beat him, that's asinine, bro. I feel like I'm, if they're getting in there well, and boxing, think if boxing is a whole different sport. I mean, even the <laughs> fighting is fighting, but boxing, you gotta think. If you in UFC, you your guard is completely different from boxing. Your instincts are completely different from boxing because you waiting for a takedown, you waiting for leg kicks, you waiting for sweeps. In boxing, you just punching. And that nigga been boxing for years now. Like I know it's like give yourself, start doing something for six months and do it for six months straight, my nigga. You gonna be better than you was, bro. You could be really good. So I mean, I'm not gonna take nothing away from that nigga Jake Paul and say like. Oh, he just absolutely couldn't box a nigga. Now, do I think this shit is fixed? Of course. But I won't take nothing away from that nigga because he's been punched in his face a couple times, too. Yo, listen, once again, The Rock and all these niggas got hurt and busted up in the ring. Shit, shit, shit happens when you're doing a physical show. But this shit is a show at the end of the day. Especially, once again, we talking about Yeah, niggas could get right and all that, bro. But I don't care how much I train. I feel like Floyd Mayweather. 
I'm out of his. I'm heavier than him in every. You talking about a Floyd could boxer. wake up and kick my ass any day he felt like it. You talking about boxing a boxer? But if you was to fight Floyd in UFC and you was to train for UFC for the past three years, you probably could take him in a UFC fight. You ain't gonna never be able to beat a boxer if you ain't never boxed. If you've been boxing, if you ain't been boxing. Bro, a lot of these UFC niggas aren't just because you do UFC don't don't mean everybody's a grappler. A lot of them niggas are strikers and they stand up and they got nice hands. But are we so hold on, one mic, one mic. Nate Diaz can stand up and strike with you. So it's not like we just talking about. No more for his grappling, though. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You, you speaking about the what ifs and all the other people. We talking about all the niggas that been in this ring with these niggas. These all been grappling ass niggas. And sometimes, yeah, they hit hard because they're strikers, but a striker and a boxer is two totally different things. Deontay Wilder is a striker. Tyson Fury was a boxer. We see what happens. So you really can't bring that striker up shit like that? Nah, you. because Deontay Wilder lost to him. He's going to beat the shit out of probably 97% of the American population. Tyson Fury was normally. We still talk, but we still missing the point of me saying there are two different sports. It's two different sports. It's you got a boxer, which is all above the waist. Above the waist, that's where all my defense is focused. I ain't got to worry about my legs. I ain't got to worry about nothing else. Now, you do footwork and shit matter, but I get your point. No, but I'm talking about getting hit. I'm talking about, I ain't got to worry about you kicking me. My defense is all above my, I ain't got to block my legs from being hit. None of that shit. That's what I'm talking about when I say that. And um, and as far as a UFC fighter, it's two different mentalities. You see the way Floyd was fighting um Connor. You see how Connor was fighting him. You see how he was wilding at moments and times because he was forgetting where he was at because it's instinctual after such a long time of doing that. So you're going to step in the ring as a UFC fighter with all those people screaming and hollering and that bell going to ring. At moments and times, I'm sure you're going to forget you boxing and you're going to have to snap back out of it. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I see where you're going with it, but at the end of the day, we all just agreed it was fixed, so it don't even matter. All right. Uh, my money's on Jake Paul. Long story short for me, my money's on Jake Paul. So I do want to ask y'all, gentlemen, now, is there anything y'all want to go over, cover, or get off your chest, say? Yeah, I want to say my boy Dave East just dropped on Friday, and I think East got the best album I've heard. On my personal opinion of 2023. If y'all haven't checked him out, definitely tune in, man. We may have to talk about that uh, soon, probably this week. Alex just told me that Shorty was a, um, a OnlyFans model, a porn drone or some shit. The Shorty that showed us titties. So yeah, they should have known she was about to be off some wild shit like that. Oh, shit. Okay. I did not know that. Uh, P, Cuz, Lonnie, anything y'all wanna say before we get out of here, man? Good, appreciate y'all. It was great chopping it up. I'm gonna check East out. I'm gonna check the album up tonight, too. Thank you for plugging me in. You said it's the best one in 23. I got Roy Bain. Listen, when I tell you, he's mine, He's really giving you. He's. Yo, listen, don't listen to Lonnie. This nigga, Lonnie. This nigga Lonnie said Damian Lillard had the best album of 2023. This nigga's <laughs> Lonnie's different. That's Bueller, man. You gotta let Bueller work. Bueller. 
Yeah, you gotta let Bueller be Bueller. Bueller. Nigga said Dame Lillard had the Nah, real rap. I listened to Uzi John. Uzi John decent. Um, Key Glock John was decent. Um, who else dropped? It's a couple cats that dropped. Just that's why I said my personal opinion. For me, I was really waiting on this East. I feel like he gave me that 2018 East. Nah. I really that that hooked me onto his music. Lil TJ dropped the album too. There's a couple of people that dropped, but listen, brother, we're gonna definitely discuss that East album because you're not gonna like what I got to say about East, man. So I think it'll make for a good uh good conversation. I think it will. I, I guarantee you this. I, I bet I better do better numbers than what that album just did. Oh my. I'm not even. I'm not. Listen. I don't even want to entertain that. Appreciate y'all niggas, man. Amazing episode, man. We'll be back again, man. It's the Bobcast.